Greetings. You are listening to The Art of Unlearning with your host, Ralph Rendillard, on TNE's podcast. Um, I'm actually here with one of the premier artists in Atlanta, Georgia, Mr. Derek Phillips Sr. How you doing, good brother? Great, man. How'd you be here, man? All right. Yeah, yes. Yeah, it's definitely, definitely a pleasure to finally get you. I've been reaching out to you about doing an interview for actually some months now. So right. um, for all of the listeners out there, it's, sometimes it's hard to get these artists, man. They, they, they're like recluse, you know, kind of introvert sometimes, or, or they're in the studio. So sometimes it's really good when you can finally, finally get them sitting down in front of a microphone and we get a chance to pick their brains. So again, man, it's a, it's a real pleasure. Cool, man. Cool. Yeah, so I'm going to kind of go into um, who you are as an artist, uh, some uh, or, or a little bit about your process, and also um, kind of where do you see yourself in art trending? You know, what, what's actually the place of an artist in society altogether? But um, first, I guess I'll throw you a softball question and ask you, uh, what music are you listening to right now? Oh, wow, man. Um, I'm a big hip-hop fan, man. I mean, truth to hip-hop, you know. Okay. <laughs> right now, there's so much going on in hip-hop right now. that has been called hip-hop, but you don't really have that same kind of feeling of, of pushing the culture, you know. But um, I love Kendrick, man. Um, J. Kendrick. Cole. Um, I love uh, who else going on right now, man. Um, I listen to a lot of old stuff, too, like Nas and Wu-Tang. Um, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm a I'm I'm a gentleman of a certain age right now, I guess. Yeah. Um so I listen to my fair share of Nas and Wu Tang and all that yeah. good stuff too. Where are you from originally? I'm from Atlanta, man. You know, south side of Atlanta, um, East Point. That's all born. Um grew up in the same area, in College Park area also in high school there. So yeah. Ah, cool, 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 no doubt. So yeah, that sounds like a nice mix of, of, of artists that you're listening to. Um I guess uh, just to kind of dive into some of these questions, um, there are a lot of artists on the markets these days. How do you differentiate your work from the rest? And what do you feel makes your work unique and truly your own? Um, I think make my, to, to start with the, um, I think my work is, is, is different from um, the most, cause I kind of, I'm a Miss media artist, so Miss Media or for as, um, I do painting and, and drawing into one, even sculpture also. So I have some sculptural elements in my work. Um, and I say, um, I say mixed media because I, I do like charcoal and um, the mixture of uh, acrylics. And lately I've been doing um, matte acrylics so I can draw over it, you know, so. Oh, wow. So it's kind of a different kind of feel to it. So it's kind of like, you know, it's like almost like a paper of texture when you, when you, after, you after it dries. Wow. So um, that's one thing that I can, I can say maybe stand out a little more different from other artists. It looks like your work is super layered. Mm-hmm. Like there's a lot of complexity in it. Right. So I didn't know that you had, I mean, obviously it was mixed media, but I didn't know that you were doing some of the things that you were doing with it. Mm-hmm. Wow, that, that's really interesting. Can you describe your process, what your process is like? Yeah, it depends. Um, most pieces start with a sketch. Um, and hopefully, I, I try to do like a smaller version of it, like a, a maquette. So, um, to, to, to have an idea of how it's going to all come together in the end. And um, also, I, I do like wood assemblages. Like I, I have like okay. little small chips of wood, like circles and um, diamonds and squares to um, create pattern. Um, 
And so I'm, so a lot of times they start at that layer. So the gist on it, priming the wood, that kind of thing. So you're saying wood chips, right? And you have them in different, uh, different shapes, right? Triangles and Circles, squares, yeah. and and you yeah. actually build patterns out of those chips. Correct. Correct. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That, that's super interesting. What What would surprise the listeners that you actually have in your studio that people wouldn't expect? Oh man. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> um, hmm. That really stands out straight off the back. Um, man. Right. Well, okay. Um, well, maybe surprising that I have a, a huge fish tank. I'm, I'm a fish tank guy. You know? Oh, wow. <laughs> so, I love saltwater fish. So I got right behind me, it's about my, my kind of like a thing where I kind of relaxing, you know, in a way, because the water, tricking out the water, is just a, it's just a kind, right. of thing, kind of thing. Like, Oh, hey, that's good. Uh, that's good feng shui. They say they have the water dripping right, like that. Right. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know too many people who have a fish tank in their studio, so that is uh, um, really interesting and, and something that wouldn't be normally expected. Can you tell us a little bit about what your life was like as a kid in, in Atlanta? Okay. Well, yeah, I grew up. Man, I grew up in the in the eighties, so it's um. I grew up in the, in, the, in the kind of tough part of the city, I get you sick. Um, and in the 80s, man, things changed, you know, for the, for the worse, you know, of course, um, you know, the environment itself. So it wasn't many role models and men to look up to, you know. So, um, but we didn't, it, it wasn't in a way of thinking that it wasn't um, normal, you know what I mean? Almost, cause we had a, I have a normal childhood for us, I mean, being a kid. You weren't you know, aware that it was as violent or as, yeah, yeah, it, yeah, people terms it like the hood, like to you, it's just reality. Right. Cause, cause a lot know, of us live that. Yeah, cause, yeah, exactly. You know, when you grow up, you don't really know that, that there's something else outside of your environment until you actually witness it, you know. Right. And, uh, and growing up, and I have to move out of that environment, I'm like, man, wow, I grew up here, you know. And I, <laughs> I go back and, and visit, like, man, it's, I, I didn't believe I actually was in that kind of environment, but, you know, it was just normal, like I say. Um, but see, but I'm always, you know, I was known for art, you know what I mean? I was joined since I was a small kid. Um, my mom, she really encouraged me to draw. You know, what I mean, she can tell you stories from kindergarten that my teacher was like, "Yeah, your son is talented in art." You know, and I was like, "I thought all kids can draw." You know, <laughs> it wasn't a big right. deal to me. You know, what I mean, because we all get the same projects in, in class. You know, so I didn't really feel mom was on anything better than anyone else. You know, so until maybe like thirteen is when I really realized that that I was different. You know, what I mean, I had, I had talent. That's what you say. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah a, a lot of times I think um, artists don't really realize that we're different until, you know, you get around that puberty section of, yeah, you know, yeah, that, that puberty yeah. age. Yeah, so that's that's interesting. Um, just at a glance, what do you wish you knew about being an artist before you ever got started that you kind of know now? What what would your current state tell your younger self not to worry about? Um, I would say um, that you can actually make a living at it, you know? I didn't realize that before actually becoming an artist, I thought that maybe just something you just did, you know, or I didn't have that example, I should say, that you can actually be an artist and, and make it, you know, and, and um, support yourself on it, you know what I mean? So I know right. many, many artists that actually support themselves just making art daily, you know, so that's, that's, that's the dream, you know, for everybody, I think, for as artists go, yeah. you all want to be that full-time artist, you know, so that's one thing. Um, and also, just find, also find yourself as an artist, you know what I mean? It's just, it's a process, you know, to find yourself as an artist, but don't worry about it. As long as you continue to, to work, 
eventually you become who you're supposed to be, you know, in the arts, I think, you know. Right, right. Defining yourself is, is something I think that's, um, that's huge in general, in life, like okay. outside of just being an artist. Right, right. I think a lot of times, and I've heard it said this way, that we come into the world as originals and we leave the world as copies. Oh, wow. Yeah, so everybody almost kind of um, borrows all of these ideas. Right, um, right. I think it was a comedian, his name was Bill Hicks, he said that um, he always thought life was about becoming something, right. working towards something and transforming himself. Yeah. And it wasn't until later in life that he realized that life was really about finding out who he already was. Okay, yeah. You know, it's funny you say that because we always hear that phrase of that, that in art, there's nothing that hasn't been already done already. So right. you, you always hear that all the time, which is kind of true. I mean, but you got to have your own twist to it, you know. So what I'm doing is not really anything new. You know what I mean? Working on, on wood and, and painting on it. I'm pretty sure it's been done over right. and over again as far as many artists, you know. But um, like I say, you just got to find your own your own twist with, with what you do, you know. If, like, if you're an artist, you know, or, or anything, you know. Right. You, in, in life, you know. You got to find your own lane. Right. And your work in particular is so thought-provoking. Like, I, I remember, especially now, I have a young son at home. And I remember looking at some of your pieces and just looking at that father and son relationship. Right. Like it seems like it plays out in the, as a theme in a lot of your work. Is right. that correct? That's, that's correct, man. Um, especially lately. Um, um, it's it just been something that I really thought that would be more important to express myself and being before as an artist. Um, you go through, I mean, sometimes artists, it's very, very um, personal. You know, we have all these things. It's a million ideas like that you can make art about. And um, I'm pretty sure most artists go through that phase where some kind of something personal can come out in your, in your work, you know. Just how it, how it works sometimes. I mean, being that I grew up without a father, it's one of those things that um, it's kind of like therapeutic, I used to say. I mean, it's a, it's a process of, of letting go of, of wow. what you possibly had in your, your past, you know, to move forward, you know. Oh, so you had hold on to it, you know. You had that early kind of childhood trauma of not having a father at home. Right. So you essentially express that through your art. Correct. Uh, another thing, it just wasn't, I, being, I, being, I was saying earlier that it wasn't something that I felt wasn't normal, you know what I mean? Not having a dad, you know, because my neighborhood overall, I mean, around me, it wasn't many fathers, like I said, many male figures at all. So the women really, really held down the home. So okay. it was just, like I said, it was, it was pretty much normal, but it, it wasn't normal, you know what I mean? Right. <laughs> but, right. um, but yeah, so um, one of those things, like, like talking about my son is, is important, you know. Not that I, I'm trying to outdo my dad, but I'm supposed to be there, you know what I'm saying? It's just, that's, my, that's part of who I am, you know. So yeah, it's just, it's just a normal process, I mean, just to make that kind of thing, a statement about it, you know, to, about, to express what you're supposed to be as a man, you know, not but, you know, to hold on to what was in the past. Is your father still alive? No, but no, actually, he's, he's deceased right now. He's deceased? Yeah, he's okay, deceased. I, was gonna, I was curious if, he actually saw some of your artwork because I mean he he would have to be, and and maybe he is in the, in another realm just seeing this this work that you're creating. But right. he have to be proud of you because right. your work is absolutely exceptional. I appreciate that, man. I really appreciate that. Um, who were some of your biggest influences, dead or alive? Oh wow! The first name that comes to mind is Charles White. You know, oh, Charles yeah. he he epitomized to me what it is to be an artist because he he does like. Printmaking, he did um, 
charcoal drawings and graphite drawings. I love, I love doing also. And he also painted also. So and his work is, I think if you look closely to my work, you probably see some similarities still in it and mm -hmm. um, some kind of influence that, that you can see in my work. Um, portraits is something I enjoy doing. I, I do portraits on, on paper also of just like of every, every person, you know. He did a lot of portraits of, of celebrities and things I looked up to, you know what I mean? So mm -hmm. you know, he's probably the first person that I think about. Um, Secondly, I would think about uh, Kevin Cole. He's the guy that, I don't know if y'all know Kevin Cole, but he's, oh, yeah, he's a pretty well-known artist in Atlanta um, and, and abroad. Uh, yeah, I met him at 13, so so I know him for a long time, man. Actually, oh, wow. He's my art teacher in, in, in seventh grade, so and I know him, you know, been good since then. Oh, know? wow, okay. So, yeah. Oh, wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, I didn't know that Kevin Cole was um, an educator as right. well. I always yeah. knew that he was just yeah. this famous artist. Right. And later on, I found out that he was actually teach at Westlake. I want to he say, yeah, he's at Westlake. Um, not bad. I was in middle school, so they worked in middle school here in Atlanta. Um, he moved on to a high school, which is Tri Cities, the school I went to, which is a visual okay. performing art school. He was teaching there for for a few years. The time I was there too. So, um, so yeah. So, I have a lot of my foundation is from him. You know, Charles White, started. Kevin Cole. You, you can't get you can't go wrong with those yeah. two names. It's, it's a name a couple more uh, artists that. Probably closer to my age, I guess you'd say. Uh, I really like Charlie Palmer work. I mean, I think he's he's phenomenal, man. He's an incredible, absolutely um, craftsman. You know how I see his work. Um, Lillian Blade, she's she's a she's amazing. Uh, I'm not familiar. She, yeah. Uh, in, at, where does she? I'm thinking she's in Atlanta. I believe she's in Atlanta also. I believe, if not okay. mistaken. But her work is is phenomenal, man. She does like these um, wood assemblages also. I mean. But they kind of do like different shapes, like sometimes be like smaller frames and uh, rectangles. But she do this gradation, and she choose the right color um, gradation that is just is beautiful, man. You gotta check her out. Wow, it's, it's, it's amazing. Yeah, I got I gotta write that name yeah. when when yeah. we leave, we get finished with the interview. I'll make sure I get that information because I want to make sure I check that out. Um, now this is sort of a tricky question, but I'll ask you it anyway, and I just want you to give me an honest answer. Um, if you, if we were trying to save the honeybees and you know, honeybees are responsible for, you know, <laughs> uh, for literally pollination of, of vegetation and plant life on the planet. Right. If you had to totally erase one artist's work from the history of humanity to save the honeybees, which artist would you select? Man, that's tough, man. <laughs> <laughs> He's always, I mean, he's always existing as an artist. Got to be just gone. Yeah, it, yep. It, the, this artist would just be you wave a wand, and this artist, he, he or she, or their work would cease to exist. That's tough, man. <laughs> oh man. So oh, essentially, man. And, and the reason why I ask that question like that is because I used to ask, "What artists do you dislike?" Right. And then everybody would be like, "Well, no, you know, it'd be all political." I, I love all artists, yeah. and every artist has a their own lane and this and this yeah, and the third. Right. So over time, I found a way to back you into a corner where yeah. you got to save the damn honey. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay, I'm going on a limb, a huge limb here, man. And people might hit me for this by saying this. But um, even like, just growing up and, and doing my studies of, of artists, and um, one artist I just thought didn't, I didn't quite um, understand him. But I understand him now as an older guy, but um, Picasso. <laughs> wow, that's a big fish. I know it's, it's that's big, a right? big fish. I know, but you know, 
I think his work is, is, is great now, but I think growing up, I was like, man, what, what's the big deal about this guy? You know what I mean? Right. Like, no big deal. Like, I can do this what he's doing, you know? <laughs> how, I, how I really saw his work. But then I realized the era in which he, he lived, he really made a huge impact, you know, and being, being right. the, the artist that he was, you know, so. But I know that Picasso. And, and, and to his credit, if I remember correctly, Picasso, and I just recently watched the, one said it was the History Channel, or one of these channels had a series. Yeah about his life right and right. so i found out a lot about picasso i didn't know yeah but um just the little bit that i do know he did have like periods earlier periods in life where he was more so of a classically trained right artist right. And then he kind of morphed into the picasso that you know yeah. we know and love now yes yeah. and i say that name too because people who may not be into art Everybody knows who Picasso is. So right. That name is yes, it's worldwide, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's the universal default artist right, name is right. Picasso. Yeah. Yeah, I can dig you on that. I I won't even tell you who, who mine would be. Yeah, we'll save that for offline conversation. Yeah. <laughs> okay, um, so what has been your most memorable moment as an artist? As an artist. Um well, go back to Kevin Cole. I mean, um, since I know him since I was 13, we had, I, I've been on a lot of commissions with him. In uh, 96 Olympics, we did a huge mural for the Olympics. It was like, uh, it was on the side of a building, so I mean, it was like floors and floors, I mean, floors height. I can't remember the exact, I think like 20 floors maybe. Wow. It was huge, man. It was a, it was a big deal. You know what I mean? It's like one of the things that really uh, opened my eyes to what art can be, you know. Wow. So um, it was a commission for him. So, but he, he brought me along, man. And I had a chance to experience it, you know, and meeting all these um, great people. It was like, like thinking it was that you, you, you wrote in, or someone wrote in for you, um, and told, like, a, actually basically described you as a good person, what you did to the, for the community, or what you mean to Atlanta, kind of thing. So, um, so I bet Lee Haney and the mayor at the time. So it was, it was huge, wow. man. You know, just to see your work on that, you know, scale that you know that you touched that. You know what I mean? It was pretty crazy, man. So that's almost like you said a fifteen-story, twenty-story yeah, right. building. Yeah, for the Olympics. Yeah, for the Olympics. Yeah. Wow. So the Olympics, you can't get no bigger than the Olympics. You know what I mean? That's a pretty, that's <laughs> a pretty big stage. Yeah, it's a big stage, man. So everybody saw it. I mean, so it's right there. Actually, it's right there on twenty. So I'm pretty sure if you was here in, in Atlanta at that time, you, you had to see it. You Is it me? still there now? Or no, it's not there anymore. It, it was very okay. temporary, man. I wish it was, man. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it was a big deal. Oh, something specific for the Olympics. Right. right. Yeah. During the 96 Olympics, I actually was living in Savannah, Georgia, and I worked for the Olympics, except for I was a part of the janitorial staff for, okay. the, <laughs> for the Olympians. And I remember them being like some of the most racist people, man. Wow, man. But I had this horrible little apron on because yeah. I was a part of the janitorial staff. And I was in high school, I want to say, at right. the time. But, um, yeah, so I don't have such a favorable memory of yeah. the 96 but Olympics. It's funny you say it because I had a job also in the Olympics. I did security. Okay. <laughs> but it, it didn't last very long, though, because I kind of showed up for work that, that first morning. And uh, it was a whole huge process to get to that point of actually having a job, you know. So I show up on the first day. She said, wear white shirt, black pants. I was like, cool, I got that, you know. I show up, and I couldn't find a, a supervisor nowhere. I mean, it just like, it, it wasn't, no one was there, you know what I mean? So I showed up, I basically went back home, you know, so I'm, I'm receiving a check in the mail though, like every Friday, like I actually worked, but. Wow. <laughs> wow. I couldn't find my supervisor, so I was like, I must have you know what I mean? The 96 Olympics sounded like it was really good to you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious, man. Um, 
just really quickly, um, what would you, what do you want to see improve about your work? Like, what would you change? Um, how would you add to your work? What would you subtract from your work? Um, at this point, man, I, I think I feel still finding my voice. I think, you know, I, I feel that I have a, I'm finding it to a point where I, I can be recognizable to some degree. But that's where I really want to be. Like, you, you see, like, oh yeah, that's Gary, Gary Phillips' work. You know, based by, by just by seeing it. You know. Um, I can change about it. Uh, have to be. Oh wow! Um, I'm trying to find the, the anatomy in my work. So I, I do like a portrait in my work all the time, and I think the anatomy can sometimes can can suffer just a tad bit. You know. Oh, you mean yeah. like the the, the uh, just literally the anatomy right, where the right. muscles fit, right. and the bone right. structure, and yeah. everything. Yeah, it's just a simple it's a simple thing that fits. It just it just come, I come through. Through, through, through working, you know what I mean? So I've, I've been away from art for a while, so it's just kind of like all coming back to me, like step by step, you know, how I feel. You've been away from art for right. a while. I follow you on social media. Yeah. I see all of the little sketches you do, like on lunch break. Right. And, right. and I'm amazed because I'm thinking to myself, like, wow, like yeah. I would probably sit there for an a hour or right. two trying to sketch this out. And like you did this in like a 15 minute yeah. little straight. That, that's the thing, man. It's it's something that art is something you got to do every day, I think. That's how I see it. Uh, in my lunch break, it's a good time for me just to kind of hone my skills a little bit. I draw a lot of times, draw ink pen. So it's, there's no erasing, it's no going back. Once you put it down, it's there. So it's like a, a thing that I, that I do. So when I actually do it like with charcoal or pencil, it's kind of like it's automatic, you know, kind of thing going on. Right, right. So you kind of train yourself. Yeah. Uh, on my phone, on my screensaver, I always have the uh, the color wheel. Oh yeah. That's so I'm always thinking like, the more I see that, just when my screen kind of right. goes to screensaver mode, yeah. the more and more it just locks into my mind just that that spread of color and, right. and how I right. can apply it. So oh, yeah. those little small techniques as an artist, I think that shows the level of dedication you have for it, right? And the amount of love you have for your craft. And that definitely shines through when I look at your work. Um, when I see your work also, I don't think of anybody, any other artist. So you've already accomplished that thing that you were saying you want to get to. Right, yeah. yeah. I think that's the thing that you don't really, I don't realize it, you know what I mean? Because before my work goes, I see it all the time, you know what I'm saying? So <laughs> right. you always, I'm always in my face all the time. So, But still, I think it's, I still got ways to go, if you ask me, you know, you know personally, I feel I have a ways to go. But and that actually segues into my next question, which is professionally, what is your goal? Where, where do you want to see yourself ultimately? Oh wow, man! The the bigger goal is, is to the biggest goal is to be in the history books. I want to be like I'm all gone and dead and gone. Hopefully, I, I get spoke about. You know, you know, we all want to be remembered some kind of way. You know, I think and being in the history books as an artist is the, the pinnacle, man. I mean, you know, we be. We have that idea that, that, that artists all become more famous when they die. So, uh, right. I, I want to enjoy while I'm here. But, <laughs> <laughs> That'd be nice. But, you know, overall, man, my, my, my biggest wish and hopefully, hopefully my biggest goal is just to be in, in the history books. And most immediately, I, I would say um, being a full time artist, you know, right now it's a juggling act, you know, being a, a dad and you have a full time job and making art. Can be and, and, and let's you know, unpack that a little bit. So, you have a full time job. And I, right. I don't want to get into what, what right. you do for a full time, but you find time outside of your day-to-day -day life, right. being a father, being a husband, working to actually, in the margins of your of your 24-hour period, right. find time to create the masterpieces yeah. that you create. Yeah, the thing is about being an artist, you got to sacrifice something, man. 
at some point, you know, time to sleep, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> sometimes going out with your fellas or uh, partying, whatever you want to do. I mean, if, if you're going to be an artist, you got to sacrifice it, man. It's just the way it works, you know, um, for myself. I mean, anyway, you know, for the, um, yeah, so, yeah, you just got to do it. If you love it, man, you will, you will find time, you know, anybody. You, instead of watching television, you know, make art. You know? Make art, <laughs> right, right. I think it was uh, Chuck Close who said that uh, amateurs wait for inspiration. Artists just do the work. Oh, yeah. That's that's that's, that's true, man, I think, man. That's, them words there have really, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you, you have to, man. If you, you really love something, you, you'll, you'll find, like, if you be dedicated to it, you'll find time for it. You'll find time. If you really want it, you know. Yeah. Well, um, let me ask you, what is your dream project? What would you do if you had unlimited resources to to just green light any project you wanted? Oh, man. Um, I think it's project. I think I probably would, um, I would build a community, like a, a, a city within a city kind of thing. Ooh, for, for, you know, for artists, I, I would create this place where artists are in, of any genre, if it's dance, music, um, visual arts, can all come together. You know, and create this this complex for like. And the first thing I think about is Apple because they have this huge um, uh, base, I guess you call it, man. Because it's, it's it's humongous. You know, out, out in, I think it's in California, I believe. I'm okay. not mistaken. And uh, yeah, I would create this like a, a city, you know, a city of it's for artists. You know. Not that wow. anybody outside the community can't come in, but it would be like a venue for just for artists to come and be, be creative. That's, that's really know. an ambitious project. That's what I would do. But you got unlimited resources. Huh? Right, right. <laughs> and you know, there are people who have done variations of that, mm-hmm. you know, little small um, nonprofits and stuff like that. Right. They'll actually get property and, right. you know, build houses on it and uh, give artists residencies and stuff right. like that. Right. Yeah, so I, I could see you doing something like that easy. Even to, to bring it down to a smaller form of, of, it, of it, I always want to be in a fraternity, you know. Yeah, I, I think a fraternity is the best thing to me, man. You know, I always I always envy that, that kind of thing. So I, I would kind of create the same kind of atmosphere also, even on a smaller scale, um, and bring in, like, some artists that were, that was, um, I guess, like, like-minded thinking artists to, to just to, to groom younger artists coming up. Man. I think that would be a great thing, I believe. Does Kevin Cole or Charlie Palmer, I know you mentioned that they were uh, uh, not necessarily mentors, but inspirations mm-hmm. for you as a young artist. Right. Do they have fellowships? I'm not sure, man. I don't, I don't think so. That I know of. Yeah, I mean, that'd be interesting to ask or to even maybe put into their heads yeah. about maybe even starting something like that. Right, right. Because um, like you said, it's really about, I'm recently finding out that black artists, essentially, and they call it minority, but they're really talking about black artists, uh-huh. represent 2% of the global art market. And I'm like, 2%, 2% out of 100? That's crazy. Yeah, so I'm like, yo, we're fussing and kind of fighting and right. you know, doing all of this, this political stuff and all of this stuff over 2%. Right. When we really should be doing is all kind of galvanizing and pooling our resources, exactly, and and working together to see if we can kind of uh, strengthen our footprint, right? Right. So, um, you know, when I think about that, it just kind of is is crazy to think like, why don't we have more fraternities and, and more fellowships and right. more uh, infrastructure around bringing in new artists right. and kind of you know really kind of getting them to where they need to be. Yeah, the thing about Kevin, I mean, Kevin has to touch so many artists, man. I mean, he really, really reached out to a lot of guys that 
is that, um, especially in Atlanta area that I know of, if you if you ask someone who, about Kevin, I mean, more than likely you you gonna have some kind of a story about meeting Kevin and how he gave him some advice or something. I mean, so he, Kevin for sure one of those guys that he, he's having no no problem reaching out and you know bringing artists up, you know, advice anything you need, you know, kind of thing. Okay, so, that's what's up, man. Let me let me ask you this, and I'll get you out of here um, on this next one. Yeah. And this is sort of a goofy question, okay. by the way, too. Right. Um, but you mentioned that you listened to a lot of 90s hip-hop, to early 2000s hip-hop. Um, if your work was a hip-hop artist in the 90s and 2000s, who would it be? Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's a cool question, man. Um, oh, wow. What, what would be the equivalent? You know, of, of, what, of the angle you're trying to play. Right. Um, I have to say Nas. Because Nas. Nas plays a, a pivotal role, like, for us. He, he can be, he's a conscious artist, but he, he also encouraged, you know what I mean, like, like, like with the song, I Can. So if my art, he, he had, like, like, a political side and social side to him also. So I, that's, that's two things that I try to balance in my work, kind of encourage me. Encouragement to, to the youth, and also um, my political side, my social side, that I try to speak on, on issues that I feel that is important to the black male and black community. So I think Nas would be that, that guy. I think. That's a good answer, yeah. man. Nas, yeah, you can't get much better than yeah. Nas. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah that's, that's a great question, man. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. No, that's what I'm here for. Um, and basically, uh, where can the readers find you um, online, or website, or social media? How can we find get more of Derek Phillips? Um, probably the best place right now is um, Instagram, and my um, Instagram handle is um, Art of D Phillips. Art of D Phillips. Right. Right. Awesome on Instagram. That's the best place. But um, soon I have a website though. I'm working on it. It's in the works right now. So okay. So that'd be one thing you can also just just come there and, and I give you you'll see some other stuff, man. Okay. So, yeah, and, and I follow you on social media, and, and you you do post often. You have a lot of fresh work always on your site. Is there anything you would like to mention that I didn't ask? Oh man, um, yeah, I'd like to give a sh- couple of shout outs, man, to a few people that that's, that's that been pretty important in my in my movement here before my art goes. Um, like first of all, yourself, man, I really appreciate you bringing me in. Uh, you man, know? Thank you, thank you, thank <laughs> it's you. a big deal, man. man. I really appreciate that, man. man mad appreciation, yeah. bro. Um, uh, secondly, I was um, Eugene Berg uh, over at Future Gallery. Awesome. Um, he's a great guy, man. Um, me and Eugene go back to uh, actually to uh, college, college days together, man. So really, yeah, we know him for a good for a good while, man. Um, I appreciate you brought me to a, for a show. You know what I mean? I'm very appreciative. Any show I get into, I really appreciate that. You know. Yeah. Um, thirdly, I was uh, Courtney Brooks. Right now, I'm in, currently in a show in East Point that she uh, curated. It's a great show. I came out to that art opening right. and actually it bumped into you there. Yeah, right, exactly, yeah. man. But yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, three of you all, man. I, I really appreciate y'all. Back forth in, in Atlanta area, you know, uh, it's a big deal, man. Like, I mean, y'all, y'all move, um, having these shows and bringing in artists, it's, it's a great thing, man. Outstanding, man. Yo, thank you so very much yeah, for just sharing and, and, and being so open and honest. This was actually one of the most pleasurable, kind of stress free interviews I've right. had. Wait a minute. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's really an honor. Um, and I want to thank the listeners as well. Um, Everybody out in T&E, uh, Multicultural Magazine's broadcasting range, we appreciate you guys listening to The Art of Unlearning. Um, this is your host, 
Ralph Rendillard with the artist of this month, Mr. Derek Phillips Sr., and we are signing out. Thank you all so very much for listening, and uh, yo, have a great day. Thank you again, Derek. I appreciate it, man.